The Jacob Media Sports Network, in partnership with 97.3 ESPN, brings you the Mays and Aton Show. Middays with Harry Mays and Aton Shander. Now, it's the Midday Show with Harry Mays and Aton Shander on 97.3 ESPN Radio. And we're live at Parks Casino and just... Go to parkscasino.com slash PA and use our promo code SWEEP. Doesn't matter if you're on the app, if you're on your computer, you're outside of the sports book. Go ahead, parkscasino.com slash PA. Use our promo code SWEEP and you'll get a risk-free bet. Just sign up for the first time. Maybe you have one person left in your family that still has yet to sign up, reluctant, holding back for whatever reason, or... You've used everybody else's information in your family except one last person, and it happens to be somebody who is older than 21, who's willing to give you information, an email account, etc. Whatever the way you want to do it, all right? Right. Go ahead. Use our promo code SWEEP, and you'll get a risk-free bet of up to $500. Just get in on there, you know, uh, this weekend, and uh, you can knock out a teaser for Championship Sunday. Yes. Yeah. Now, you got I, a teaser working already? I do. You I do. do. Now, I teased the Chiefs. It was the Chiefs and the Packers. Mm-hmm. So what I did is I both ways, right? So you went Chiefs down, Packers up? Correct. So I kind of like the Titans hanging in this game for some reason. Well, that's why I have to cheat. At the moment, it was a six-and-a-half point So you went teaser. down to what? Uh, One. One, okay. Right, and now I went to 14 at seven and a half with the Packers correct okay so two touchdowns should be enough for me to stay within that range it of should keeping be. it close right yeah and I think we all believe it's going to be an under yeah but you like the Titans outright as far as the cover is concerned uh yeah I I do I just think that uh they, they seem to have something going here I mean it's it's you know fool me once fool me twice kind of thing I mean they went to New England and controlled the football game yep okay and they went to Baltimore and did the same thing and made a bunch of key stops on, on short yardage situations with a very mobile and scary, scary good quarterback. Well, Mahomes is, is scary good, too. And I just think that this, this squad, for some reason, they don't care what people think they're not supposed to do. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it just seems like it seems too good for Andy Reid to have this opportunity with New England and Baltimore out of the way where he can just sort of, you know, yellow brick road this thing right to the Super Bowl. No, I, I reason, get that. I get that, that scares me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I, that's why I actually think that he loses in the Super Bowl. But I Oh, think, you do? Yeah, okay, so you think he gets there, though. Okay. Right. Now, here's the, the difference, though, is Andy Reid, what happened last week? They had no business being down that much to Houston. Twenty-four, in the first nothing. Right, right. And then they come back. This is a team that, I guess, you can make the argument either way. On one hand, maybe that's how. Wow, that's such a, an accomplishment. They have a, an immediate letdown now. Mm-hmm. Versus, wow, that's an amazing accomplishment. That's all it took to kind of woke them up. And let's be fair to our old pal Spags. His defense has been playing well against teams that want to drop back and throw the football. Mm-hmm. Recently, he's been making it pretty difficult. There's a lot of pressure. So Ryan Tannehill might be eliminated from this football game. Well, he's kind of been eliminated from the other two football games, too, by choice, because Derrick Henry has been such a force. Now, Kansas City gives up like five yards a crack on the ground. True. And I don't think that Derrick Henry necessarily will slow down, but the way to beat Derrick Henry 
is they take six minutes, four and a half, five minutes at times off the clock to get down and maybe settle for a field goal or touchdown. Mm -hmm. You throw the ball three times and you're in the end zone. You know, Travis Kelsey, like that's what you're going to see, I think, more so is. Well, what's that going to do to Kansas City's defense? It's sort of like score quick is great, but you know you're it's putting Chip them, Kelly. It's kind of Chip Kelly right. all over again. Well, look, like, you only have to win one game that way. Well, okay. San Francisco is a completely different strategy. Green Bay, you almost have to keep Aaron Rodgers in the pocket mm-hmm. and not pressure him. Right. So I don't know. I think at that point, you Niners, just need to get by this team in Tennessee. Niners have 48 sacks on the season too. That's One a of lot. the better teams in, as far as getting to the quarterback. I think they're fifth most in the NFL. Do you really want to pressure Aaron Rodgers when he's got two running backs he can throw to? He's got a guy in Devontae Adams that he can dump the ball off to as well. Well, I, when you say pressure, if it's sort of like a Jim Schwartz kind of pressure where you're getting it with the front four. Yes, I do. Yeah, but they're not doing that. You know? right? Aren't they blitzing guys? Well, I mean, I think they've got a front four that's capable of getting to them. Schwartz him. can't be the only guy out there that's blitzing with only four people, right? <laughs> Or is he? Well, I mean, it's, that's basically his M.O. I'm just saying, like, if he had the front four that the 49ers have, he wouldn't have to commit extra no. people. You know what I'm no. saying? But I do believe that, you, you know, and now with the return of Quan Alexander, mm. it, it does make a difference as far as how opportunistic they can be with their defense. But they are sending blitzes as well. Now, again, maybe they just look at it and say, we'll get enough pressure with the front four, and that does change things. But even still... I don't know if... Double cover Devontae Adams. Uh, you know? I don't know if you can do that, man. No? That's, and that, here's another thing. Not that Jimmy Graham is going to march down the field and beat you, but... Geronimo Allison? They'll throw, to, no, they'll throw to, to Jones and to Williams. Like, they'll use those guys heavy in the passing game if they try to take Devontae Adams out of it. So I think that the strategy on paper would say, yeah, maybe you take Richard Sherman and somebody else... And you neutralize Devontae Adams, right? Mm-hmm. But somebody's going to be open. And watch those running backs create some problems. I've played Aaron Jones enough in fantasy Harry, oh, yeah? this year to watch him take advantage of passing opportunities. <laughs> All right. Is that another hint at uh, a weekend play, Aaron Jones in a fantasy? Uh, I'm not there yet. You're not? No, no. Well, it's Friday. No, usually that's a Saturday decision. Saturday, I'm done with my show at 9 o'clock and – if I don't go out and do something, then I'm pretty much trying to wind down. So I'll start to look at the lineups before Sunday morning. So I won't have to, like, remember at 1030 or 11, whatever the hell I'm doing. Oh, right. no, i got to forget that. You know, right, 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 right. Right. That's, that's the difference. So now, with that said, you like the total being under both games, right? Well, I, you know, I haven't really kind of looked at the totals thus far. Niners, Packers, I feel like totals in a lock. No? Niners, Packers, under? Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I think the unders have been, you know, have been huge in these playoffs. I mean, it, the unders are killing it. Right? Yes, I, I mean, believe so. Although. You had two overs. I think both overs on hit Sunday. Sunday, right. yes. But I think six, were they six and two? Yes. That's far to the under, yes. I think. Six and two. That's pretty significant. It is significant in the sense of. You have two teams in Green Bay and San Francisco that run or pass. They want to involve their running backs. Mm -hmm. And those usually result in quick strikes, takedown, on the field, clock moves, three, four-yard dump to Tevin Coleman or 
Aaron Jones is going to result in the same clock movement of them running the football. Right. Now, that Tennessee-Kansas uh, City total is high. It's at 53. When they played back in November the 10th in Tennessee, of course, Tennessee won that game. It was a thriller, 35-32. The total was 49, so that went over easily. Wow. So I don't know how much, you know, if it has to do with, with the previous matchup or just what we saw Kansas City do last week and also Kansas City's defense at least early on with all the points that were scored. Well, they have 82 points in that game. They did, yeah. 53, they had a ton. 51-31, right? They had a ton, right. Yeah. So – well, I'll say this. As far as the Titans are concerned, mm-hmm. the road team has covered in each of the last seven games for the Titans. The road team. Okay. So in, in Titans games, even if the Titans are on the road, then they they cover. No matter wow, who's an, on the road, that's interesting. over the last seven games, the line has covered for the road team. Mm-hmm. Because Tennessee's been on the road the last two games in the playoffs, so right. then you go back but five it, other games in the regular season. But even that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Even when they're home, right. they're allowing a road team to come in. It, speak as it as you may. Yeah, they lost to New Orleans at home. That was their last home game. They and that lost was second to last of the season? Correct, 38-28. Then they, they lost against Houston at home 24-21 the week before. So they lost their last two home games, and then they've won their last four or three on the road, including Houston on the road to finish the year there off. There you go. Which they needed to get into the playoffs. They absolutely did. Yeah. They controlled. Now, Houston technically did not need that game, right. but still, that's fine on Tennessee's part. Mm-hmm. They just needed to solidify and knock the fastball out with the buzzer. So that was the difference is they win, they leapfrog, and now – They've been consistently covering on the road. This will be their sixth road game in their last eight games. That's insane. Yeah. Insane. And it doesn't even phase them. No. That's what having a run defense or a run game like that does. Mm-hmm. When you have somebody like Derrick Henry, it doesn't matter where you play. It's crazy. You can soften up a defense. And that, right, and the weather really doesn't matter nope, either. No. Nope. You know? <laughs> and it won't now in this case, no. right? In fact, i got to look up because we're going to have some weather here on Saturday. So this stuff is, uh, well, now is, is rolling this... through the Midwest probably uh, today. Are we not going to be able yesterday. to play golf tomorrow? No, we're not, there's no golf for a while. You sure? Unless, unless you want to put on thermals and uh, put a heater in the cart. I know some guys that put heaters in their carts. Well, why wouldn't I just walk? And they've, uh, they've got like, like uh, tarp, almost like see-through tarp around the carts and they insulate the carts. It's like your own little oven. Is Dutch, that right? Own little Dutch oven. Ah, yeah, the Dutch oven. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, I think they're in crazy. But, yeah, well, I, you know. I thought you would just walk in order to get your lungs going and your body moving and break a sweat. Well, it depends. Some places you got to walk, some places you don't, I guess. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, there's a blizzard coming across the Midwest right now. I'm going to check the weather in Kansas City because we know in San Francisco, outside of maybe some rain, the weather's going to probably be pretty good. Yeah, I right? agree. I guess I'm more concerned about the weather here tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Well, forget it. We're going to get some snow tomorrow. Is it not going to stick, though, right? Yeah. Do you not watch the news? No. Jesus. Why do you think uh, I look so young and lively? I mean, come on, man. It's None of that be stuff wears on me. Two to four inches of snow or something they're calling for. No, no. Yeah. I didn't realize. Oh, two to four inches. Well, that should well, be nothing. I mean, you're not playing golf. All right, True. Kansas City right now, they're getting freezing rain. And Sunday, 25 degrees and sunny, but no precipitation. No, so you're just fine. cold, you should be good. You're fine. Yeah, so that won't affect them. Nope, not at all. No, that, they'll, they'll play fine in that. Now, again, the biggest thing is the total. I don't know if you 
Tennessee would impact the total? Everybody just expects them to break these huge runs, and what if they can't in, the, in regard of what if, in fact, they're taking a lot of time off the clock and for whatever mm-hmm. reason, look, all it takes is a sack or a penalty. Right, it's one negative play. You've got to click first downs in order to make that, to make that effective. Right. But I'm looking here at uh, we got a parlay right here from a, a gentleman that just put this in at the window. Tennessee, Kansas City. He's got uh, away team, so Tennessee and the over. Plus seven and a half. And yeah, there you go. And then we got what? Yeah, we got Green Bay away team and the over too. So all right, all he's rooting four for locked points. In. There you stuff. go. Good luck. Yeah, that's great. There you go. It's that easy. See, that's what you do. You come into parks and you just knock that out at the window. You're in and out in five minutes. You like go on your lunch break. You can come over and see Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Right? All right. We got Kevin or back like at Kevin, the bar over say, here. You can hang at the he's bar. He's been gone for a couple weeks. Well, he's back now, and hopefully he's got some winners for us. <laughs> Unbelievable. You know, it, it's crazy. And now I'm just I'm glad that the in-game relevance for football is back because college basketball, I got to stop. I'm not losing per se because. <laughs> per se? Well, yes, because I'm able, I, you know, look. A couple of things last night were bound to happen, mm-hmm. right? Gonzaga was bound to beat anybody by 20. That's just what they do. They beat teams by 20. We talked about Washington coming in. My buddy Michael Calabrese, Action Network, the Syracuse of the West, he called right. them, right? You knew they were going to play zone. They were going to hold anybody. Oregon State last night, they're under. So a couple of things jumped out. But it's the end game that kills me in this sport yep. because – it's impossible. And here's the thing. Unlike the NBA, these guys will just stop. They'll get to a certain number, and then all of a sudden the at game, like, the game the, the just takes over. a dump. Yeah, And, yeah, and yeah. like they'll just back off. <laughs> and it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Now, look, I get it in, in, in the sense of I understand, from a ba- I understand what's happening from a sport standpoint. But watching this from an in-game betting standpoint and also where it doesn't happen in the NBA, maybe because it's just generated by – individual stats and all the other stuff but you'll see a team that's down 12 fouling foul they get it to nine and then all of a sudden they stop they stop fouling and and the in-game line is nine and a half right or they're down nine they get it to seven and they stop fouling and the in-game line is seven and a Mm -hmm. half seven and a half bit me last night in the arizona state colorado game same thing happened all of a sudden arizona state just stops playing Mm mm-hmm I can't do this anymore. Yeah. NFL, <laughs> college football, NBA, uh, it doesn't happen. Well, I'm, I'm just It t- doesn't happen that way, Harry. Well, it's plus in NCAA basketball, and this has been a problem really with the sport for, for many years now, is it's a hard watch offensively for most of these teams. Like they'll go through stretches where nobody can shoot. Nobody, yeah, like they get fair. open shots and nobody can make shots. Yeah. You know, it's not like they're. It's not like the defense is that suffocating. These guys are getting looks, right, and right. they just can't knock them down. It's an Trust me, I root for a team sport. every night wow. that can't shoot, and it's, I'm talking about Temple. Oh, yeah, I, I mean, figured, it's just, I you're, you're watching this stuff, and you're like, oh my god. Well, you know, it's early for Coach McKee here. <laughs> oh yeah. no, I'm not. I'm not saying anything about him, but it, like he inherited, you know, most of I'm this saying, roster. Right. I mean, he was part of it for for a while as an assistant, but I, I'm just saying it, like. You look at even teams, bigger teams that are ranked, right. and they can't shoot. Well, I think that is actually, pro- I would imagine, and I don't have any data in front of me, Harry, but I would imagine that's an underlying theme. Here's the thing. 
if, and I'm saying if, not questioning. But comes I'm to the Ben Simmons thing, too. Well, think about it's it. It's related. All right, well, you'll tell me how it's related in a second. Okay. Because I don't, I don't know where you're going there. But I'm just going to try to use your point to show maybe a little bit more illustration of what's happened over the last couple of weeks or month, if you will. The fact that you do have such an issue that you bring up that's an underlying issue across the board would add, if not supply, the main piece of criteria to why we see top five to top ten teams routinely getting, getting upset, knocked off. Right. Getting knocked off, Because yeah. you're having so much more inconsistent shooting nights this year than mm-hmm. you've had on years past. Yeah, the word is consistent or inconsistent. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I think that, no, you're right. that's actually a – well, you're right. You made the point. I'm no, just – uh, but Looking at teams that have been knocked off over the last month, month and a half. And I'll just relate it to Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is, you know, is a recent product of this, you know, the AAU system, you know, high school basketball. And he's not that far removed from it. He right. spends one year in college, comes to the pros, and has, you know, is, is showing no signs of wanting to develop a shooting game outside of five feet. Right. Because that's the way these kids score. They score on... You know, getting to the rim, the, their ability to get to the rim, then and their shooting is horrendous. Yeah, and it's 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 become that way where college basketball, it's just sort of a trickle down thing where nobody nobody can shoot anymore because they're all so athletic and, and gifted that they can you know they they don't need to shoot well because man, well I can get to the rim anytime I want. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure the offenses yeah. are now catering to that anyway. Yeah, especially if they're not going to ask a kid who either can't shoot or is reluctant to shoot to shoot. Right. Play defense, get on a tra- get in transition, and get to the rim. Right, it's insane to see oh. that. I I have to bring this story up here before we break, and we'll come back look at a couple of other angles maybe we missed from the NFL playoffs. I mean, this is it. I've got Super Bowl odds already out. Not Wait, props, even, props. Right, not even the regular stuff. Now, are you are you are we able to get in on this right now, or is it just sort of speculation as far as? what some of these props will be um i think it's more speculative because sometimes sure. they don't open them till like the tuesday right. of the week leading into the super bowl i think it's more speculative okay so we have pro- like the show has props okay Maybe we should put it that way but first you know you go back to the fugitive that's probably the most famous or rather infamous one-armed man on television mm. right yeah if you think about that now, great there, movie it was a fantastic Good television show series, I'm told. It's a stick and click, Mo. It is. Yeah, you know you what I'm see saying? that, you stick it, you click it. <laughs> right. But now we need to replace that with something more positive, and it's probably going to infuriate a lot of people that play the sport as much as it will inspire them. Because when you see anybody, anybody at all on the planet, get a hole-in-one, if you have never gotten a hole-in-one – it's okay for the human instinct of jealousy to come in, right? Yes, yes. I know exactly what you're talking about now. But when a guy does it with one arm, yes. Harry. This was in the Pro-Am, I believe, at the Desert Classic out in Palm Springs. Just Is saw that the this. one you're referring to? California. Yes, Palm Springs. Laurent Hutubis? What? Hertubis? Hertubis? Canadian Laurent? I got that. Laurent? Okay. We should ask Jason at 1 o'clock. To pronounce this guy's name, H U R T U B I S E, Hurtubis. Okay, so he's Hurtubi? a Canadian gentleman. Correct. All right, and he's Aced. playing in the pro am, right? Yes. Yeah. Aced. 
the 151-yard fourth hole at PGA West Stadium. I've played there. I've played that hole. His pro partner, Troy Merritt, mm-hmm. called it, quote, the coolest experience he's ever seen. Now, is this guy missing which arm? Like, I'm just trying to figure. Is he left-handed? Like yes. He's where he's, okay. Yes. So he's swinging with his left arm and hand. He's missing his right arm. Okay. So, okay, so he's actually swinging right-handed because he's using the left arm Correct. as his lead arm in the swing, I assume. Um. Not or is so, he coming through no, back? Is he's he coming, coming through, through left like hand. Phil Mickelson. Oh, he is. Okay. Isn't he? Look at the picture. All right, let me see. When I see oh, yeah, him. he is. Yeah, he yeah. is. That's so, what he's I'm using, to... so he's using his trail arm in the swing as his only arm. Correct. Okay. Now, that, wow. I just don't even know what to say about that. I, Jesus. That is insane. It just goes to show you, like, I wouldn't even know which arm you should use if you only have one. Like, well, I've, I don't I've think swung. you have a choice. No, I'm just saying, like, I'm sure you can go either way, depending on which way you learn, I guess. But, like, oh, I've, saying, like right. I've chipped. I've chipped with, just, with your left. just my left arm at times when I had the yips, the chip yips, where I could do it one-handed like an ace. But when that involved the, the other hand, that hand would take over, and I'd, you know, I'd break my wrists and i'd chip it and yip it and it was oh, awful wow. so i went through a period of time where i was just chipping with my my lead arm which was my left arm i didn't realize that you could get much power oh, from yeah. that so if you really just have your grip it's like you're backhanding in tennis yeah kinda, okay that makes you know? more sense now and that's in that regard yeah so i guess you're right technically he could have gone either way but i assume for me i think the initial thing would be if i'm a righty and i lost my left arm then I would swing the club normal. Okay. As so opposed to use it as the power position. I feel like I'd have to re. It would be like a backhand as opposed to swinging through, which is a more natural. Right, yeah. Well, it's your more natural and mine more natural because we're right handed. Because we're right, right. Yeah. That's amazing. Look, I don't know. That's actually a more interesting question right now is is he naturally a left hander or right hander? Because if he's a right hander and he's swinging that way, then he's probably having to relearn how to swing, right? That's what I'm saying. Even to get to be able to hit a golf ball 150, 180 yards with one arm oh. accurately is it's incredible. All right, take us home. All right. Don't forget, you got to get your $500 risk-free bet, and you got to use our promo code SWEEP. Go to parkscasino.com slash PA. That's parkscasino.com slash PA. Use our promo code SWEET, and you'll get up to a $500 risk-free bet. we got Jason Bertitis joining the show on the telephone today. He will not be here live, uh, but he's going to be joining us at 1 o'clock. We will talk a little hockey with Jason amongst a whole lot of other things here on Mays and Aton, live from Parks Casino on 97.3 ESPN. Back after this. Beautiful Parks Casino in Ben Salem, and, of course, uh, we got Jason Martinez coming up at 1 o'clock. Now, this has happened now a couple of uh, times in the last few weeks here. I think at the same time, too. After the first break, Aton will just run off. Like, he immediately, he actually took off his headset and had to leave pre-end of segment and just made a beeline to the restroom. And now he's coming back, and he's coming back a little slower than he left. I don't know what what happened, but we got to get to the bottom of this. 
And we also have to get to the bottom of this, also this story, or the this, I don't what know if story? it's a story, but a a feeling the at least. The one golfer? No, no, no. We cover that. Out there that the Astros, in addition to their their cheating on uh, with cameras in center field and banging on trash cans to notify their hitters of which pitches were or were not coming. There's this feeling now that some of the players might have been wearing buzzers right. or some, a device underneath the uniform to be notified of what was coming. And Altuve is sort of, Jose Altuve is at the center of this whole thing. And it's, I find it kind of interesting. I and mean, I couldn't care less either way. But well, what's interesting then? If you well, it's less. interesting <laughs> because I'm trying to figure out if this is true because based on, like, he wouldn't let his teammates tear off his, right. his jersey. And now there are pictures of him with a torn jersey in the past as well. Right, and then he's right. running off after the walk-off. He goes directly into the clubhouse. Right. You know, he gets away from his teammates, goes in the clubhouse, come out, comes out with a different shirt on. Right. Okay, <laughs> where it's like, well, what were you doing? You know, no, like, I, like, I get that. It's weird. Now, MLB has come out and said that they found zero evidence right. of anybody wearing buzzers. But this isn't going away. No, <laughs> It's no, out no. there. And now, here's and, the thing, though. Is it, how much is it really going to impact? Like, we still have a team that was caught 16 years ago taping Super Bowl walkthroughs. Right. And not only does it not matter, but people routinely bet for them, on them. Mm-hmm continue to just entertain the idea of oh yeah sure this team could still be cheating and in fact there have been multiple scandals since and yet still it doesn't it doesn't impact them so where is the motivation for anybody like for baseball what to not cheat to no, not no, no, try no. to cheat it, not even so much to not cheat is is far as like if you look at the patriots and if you look at the fact that it doesn't truly matter where is the motivation for baseball to do something beyond just show surface like, hey, we tried, we cared, and then like the NFL, once opening day starts, act like it never happened? Well, yeah, I mean, that's why Can they not, get away with that. Do not, they have the clout? They're not going after the players. That's why they're going after the teams, the ownership, the general managers, the managers. Several have lost their jobs and so forth. But they're, they're not going after the individual players, I guess, but... Altuve was, was always a guy who I even mentioned when we were doing the show back in October during the playoffs where I said, man, this guy, he's got eyes as big as saucers sometimes. Yeah. When he sees the pitch coming out of a pitcher's hand, he is on top of it. And I'm like, how does he know? It, well, now it kind of, I'm thinking, well, maybe some guy's hitting a buzzer. And, you know, he's got this thing underneath his armpit. It's, here, comes a, here comes a breaking pitch. Yeah. Here comes a slider, buddy. Get, get on it. So do you, think, do you think that, see, that's the thing, though, was, and, and there were a lot of home runs in that World Series. Yeah. They put a ton out, even in the ALCS, right, against the Yankees. They put a ton out. So... When you look at that, the biggest question is always asked, right? Like, are they the only team? No. How could they be the only team? And it's impossible to think that even if they were using buzzers, which they probably were, that they were the only team using buzzers. But think about it. The guys are, have wire. It's almost like you're wearing a wire, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, don't touch. Don't, don't give me a hug because you might feel my device. You know, going the wire going down my back and the buzzers underneath my armpit, wherever the hell it is. Right. Where would you put the buzzer if you had to wear the buzzer? 
I think the obvious place is well. Did you they put have it in it, your in your pants. Well, they have it in their chest. I, I <laughs> guess. Do. I don't know why. Like, why is that an easy place to attack? I guess for me, I would want the buzzer somewhere, like maybe on my back. On your back? Yeah, somewhere out of the way, right? Like maybe like my back shoulder, something like that. <laughs> not the small of your back. No, not the small of my back. That's out. Right. I wouldn't want anything down there. No tattoo. Including a tattoo, yeah, right? Absolutely yeah, that's, right. that's really off. No, I'm, yeah. I'm done I'm with I'm all that. for tramp stamps, but dudes that have tattoos in the small of their back, I can't figure that out. Have you ever seen a guy with Yes. That? Really? Yeah, I've seen that. Of Interesting. course. I didn't realize that. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's like... I used to, like, marvel at Altuve. He was one of those guys, I swear to God, it was almost like he looks like he couldn't wait to swing at this pitch because he knows what's coming, man. And he would just just be all over it, and the thing goes, you know, 420 feet into left center field. You're like, man, that guy is unbelievable. Seriously, he's, he must be on something. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's on a lot right He's like there. five he's, foot six. Oh. It's... <laughs> That's the thing is how many how many times do you think that we've seen this and we didn't even recognize it? Sign stealing has gone on forever since the beginning of baseball. So yeah. is there now going to be some sort of expose on anybody who hit really well in the postseason? Do we need to go back and see if Derek people Jeter, are doing it? I'm did sure. Derek Jeter wear a buzzer, Harry? Who's the guy? Who's the guy who broke this? Uh, a lot of this stuff on Twitter. Um, that came up with a lot of the this whole scandal. What's his name on Twitter? Josh probably knows. He's he's become like a like a legend. Do you know? Are you listening to me? I, I thought you were. No, I'm just. I'm, I'm, I'm thought, asking you a question. And I you're thought like, you were talking to Josh right now. I'm, I'm sorry. talking to everybody. Yes, but initially you mentioned Josh would know it. No, because well. I was waiting for Josh to drop this hammer of knowledge on us, and I'm sitting there, yeah, waiting. Like, what, what? All right. Here's the thing. None of us know. And it's going to take too long now for either one of you to pull this thing up. Right? Yeah. What exactly, what specifically are you? He exposed all this stuff. Are you sure? Yeah. He's been unbelievable. Joe, it begins with a J, I think. Poznanski? No, Poznanski. (laughs) <laughs> John Jombo or John Boy John Boy or something like that. Oh, he got called out though because he he retracted something. That Yankees guy. One is one, he a Yankees guy? Yeah, and one thing that was clearly debunked was a piece of confetti that he tried to attach as a buzzer. Well, yeah, I saw it. which player was that on? Was who it? was wearing basically like a half? Who was it? I'm sorry, Bregman. You're right. Thank you. And I think Reddick too. Was it Reddick? Yeah, he had he had some confetti on him too, and you know they were thinking that that might have been what like a piece of tape or something holding the the buzzer onto his skin. Right. Is that what they were and they were thinking? I don't. It's, it just it's crazy to think that some guys are going to that length where they're actually wearing devices on their person. You know, it's one thing to have a camera trained. On the signs. I mean, Mick Billmeyer for the Phillies, for God's sakes, was accused and guilty of stealing signs from the bullpen, right? Yes, but with binoculars. Right, but that's not technically electronics. But now we're at a point where the only difference between 
vilifying and absolving is did you use electronics right it's almost like if you push the envelope too far now you've crossed the line we just keep moving the line right yeah (laughs) but i don't know at what point are we actually going to revert back to well they all cheated Right. Well, that was the steroids. Basically, everybody cheated. Yeah, but I'm saying anybody who's benefiting from sign stealing is cheating. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm talking about. I'm just keeping it in the sign stealing. But people look at sign stealing just like, hey, if you're dumb enough not to change your signals and I'm out here on second base and I see it and I can relay with, with some sort of hand signal to the guy in the box, hey, here comes a, here comes a fastball or here comes whatever, that's on you. Right. It's always been that way with baseball. But then there's, there seems to now be a line where they're like, well, this is too much. Now they're using cameras and they're using, you know, uh, electronic devices to transfer information. We've gone too far. Now all of a sudden, but you know the next level is to try and infiltrate the technology. Because that's going to be something that baseball isn't prepared for. Right. Somebody's going to be hacking technology. Somebody, they and already. You would think that they would be upgrading Well, remember the, the, the whole the thing methods. with the emails, right? Wasn't that the whole thing with Houston? And well, that was with what's between St. Louis. Wasn't the guy used to be at Houston, went to St. Louis or something? He was right. a G- GM, and he, he stole all this data. They got penalized for that. They, that, did, didn't, that did involve Houston. He was either You're right. It was Houston, Houston. I think the guy came. That's what I'm saying. But, again, that was involving hacking of emails, right. wasn't it? Well, hacking of data, just data right. okay. that they had. But I guess it, I assumed that it came through email. It might have become through email. But that's – thanks, Josh. So that's what I'm saying is we've already seen some evidence of low-level technology. Yeah, right, yeah. Infiltration, and that's hacking of emails. <laughs> Imagine what's going to happen now when – you see, well, you know, they're filming everything. Somebody's going to be trying to hack into a broadcast camera. Right. It's going to be crazy, the level of stuff, because yeah. nobody was prepared for something like this. This, th- this thing came out of nowhere. They'll put a camera. You know how they can put a cameras, like, in the bases or in, like, the pylons in football? They'll put a camera, like, right at the back of home plate that'll look right up at the catcher's crotch and, and, you think, and, and get the signals. Unbelievable. <laughs> Or hack the feed. Yeah. Illegally get the feed or the broadcast on, on a phone in the dugout mm-hmm. that's like taped to the floor or something <laughs> that you can't see unless you're sitting right there. Man, I'm telling you. And then they went back to, did you see this the other day? Cora, you know, when they had this uh, series in London with the Red Sox and Yankees that I, I tried to watch uh, one of the games. It was like home run derby. The first game, I, th- I think there was, I don't forget how many home runs. It was ridiculous. It wasn't okay. even baseball to me. But Cora, after one of the games, basically made this, this like, notice that, hey, well, you know, they got, Car- they, they got Carlos Beltran, yeah. and he kind of gave right. this wink. Like, Beltran knows how to steal, how to steal signs. Right. <laughs> yep. There was definitely that. They, I've heard that audio being played all over the place. Yeah. That reference specifically to Beltran. Beltran. And, yeah. and, uh, Beltran. Beltran. Right. Yeah, right. Out there and, and the fact that, well, he knows. And that's the thing. I, I don't know why there was some sort of expected long-term repercussion from MLB. Do you think that they're going to start banning players? I don't think so. I mean, you know, taking draft picks and fines and things like that. What more, what more can they do? I mean, you're not going to strip them of a World Series title. That's the thing. If you're a Dodger fan, would you really want that title given to your team now? Like, it's just, 
Like, to me, that wouldn't feel right either. I'd be like, eh, how do, how do we know if they didn't do this, we would have won the game or won the series? You know what I mean? Like, I can't take a de facto championship because somebody else cheated. Would you do that in 04? Of Same thing not. with the Eagles, with the Patriots That's what I'm saying. Of, of course not. Now, here's another thing, too. I'll make this statement. You tell me your thoughts when we come back. But if anybody out there is pro what Jessica Mendoza said, and if anybody out there is lockstep in line with the mentality of what Jessica Mendoza said, was essentially how dare there be a whistleblower when stuff like this is going on. Oh, fires, the pitcher, yeah, yeah. Then you can never again be complaining or upset in any regard about what the Patriots did in 2004 with the Eagles because that was removed and outed by Eric Mangini, Mangini yeah. in which he and others, even still you can find reports on this, conceded that it was being done around the league. Mm -hmm. Yet he burned the Patriots for it as a whistleblower. And where is he now? That's the point yeah. of it is because you, that's even more proof that other people were doing it because they don't want to bring him back in with the risk of him outing them, right. a new team. Right. So my point of it all is, look, if there's anybody out there who actually believes and agrees and walks lockstep with Mendoza, then you have lost your right to complain about Spygate. We'll get Harry's thoughts on that statement okay. next. Don Shander on 97.3 ESPN and the 97.3 ESPN mobile app. Live at Parks Casino here. and We'll continue to look at the NFL playoffs if anything changes or shifts anybody's interest out there from a betting standpoint as you can hit us up on our Twitter feed at Harry Mays TU at Shander Show. All right, now what is this Jessica Mendoza situation? Of course, she's in the front office with the Mets, right? Correct. As well as working for ESPN right. on the broadcast, which to me is a total conflict of interest. Well, I, I don't know how that began. I don't know either. Um, but there's somebody else. Didn't A-Rod do that as well? Was he in the front office of a team? Not a front office, but in an advisory role. That's where she is. Oh, she's an advisor? Yeah, she's in some sort of advisory well, either way, if you're drawing a check from a no, major no, it's league total baseball violation team. Of and you're, you know, conflict me, of interest. Yeah, right. I think you know, if, if A-Rod did it, then it was a violation then, too. Uh, no, and, and it know? is. But I'm just curious yeah. if, in fact, you saw that. Well, what did she say exactly? Um, she she was she's annoyed at at fires right the guy who uh, this apparently came from who was the whistleblower yes and she basically blamed him she said that it should never have come from a guy who left and went public he should have kept it in in house and only told his new teammates not told somebody in the media mm -hmm. and instead it was some violation of a clubhouse rule in which. He basically went against not only his former teammates, but the sport itself. Oh, sort of like Canseco did. Yes, right. And okay. the sport should have been better off if this thing had been found out. And I heard the, um, the I guess piece of audio, if you want to hear the clip, whatever it would be. Quote, naturally. That's what, how she said it. What is naturally? It Define been, naturally. Well, she did not. Okay. She just said naturally and then tried to explain it as, not define it, explain it, two different things. Because I prefer natural to fake. Well, maybe, but in this case, no. Mm. In this case, fake was whatever it was that generated out of her mouth because it didn't make sense. No. So she's saying that it would have been naturally, I guess, fixed, 
and outed as opposed to this guy coming out and telling the media. I don't know, well, a reporter or MLB's investigation. But why would MLB investigate anything unless they're tipped off to something? Right, exactly. There's, they don't know anything to investigate. right? And, and this is the problem when you've got so many different players coming in and out of these, these teams, these clubhouses, rosters, you know, over the course of a couple of years. Think of how many baseball players are acquired and, you know, go, filter through a roster during a season let alone 17, 18, 19. You know how many Astros came in and out of there and have gone to, on to other teams right. or whatever? This was bound to come out yep. at some point. Yep. Somebody's going to whisper this, oh, yeah, you know, you know what we did when we were in Houston? It's impossible. Back in 17, you know, they had this trash can. And, you know, I mean, you're not going to keep this quiet. No, it's, it's ridiculous. It's impossible. Zero. So I don't know what natural means. I don't either, you know? except her trying to explain it as – if MLB came upon it, mm. naturally came upon it, which, again, <laughs> makes very little sense. Okay. Very little sense. Now, did you know that NBC has a new streaming service? NBC. Yeah, they've been NBC touting sports? this. Uh, it's not sports. It's all the shows you don't watch. Oh, well, then why, no, I wouldn't care. The Office, Law & Order, 30 Rock, Tonight Show. You don't watch any of those shows, No, right? I mean, not anymore, no. Not anymore? No. I mean, I, Did you ever? Well, I mean, I've used to enjoy The Tonight Show. I used Back to when enjoy it was Carson or some of, the, some of The Office. Both. Okay. The Office. Now, you can still watch The Office. It's like the top watch show on Netflix. It is? Yeah, yeah. until they lose it. I got no time. What do you, what do you mean you got no time? I'm what watching other do? shows. Like what? Golf? Well, that. And, uh, and also, you know, like I told you, it's Jack Ryan. I'm on uh, season two now. Is that right? Yeah, it's good. Now, did you see the new Eminem album dropped? Well, I saw Hunter Brody tweet about it mm. yesterday. For some reason, Hunter Brody's tweets are, are coming hot and heavy into my timeline. It's the algorithm. Is that what it is? Yep. Well, I don't like the algorithm. <laughs> the algorithm fine. needs to change. You're fine to dislike the algorithm. Yes. There are a lot of problems with the Twitter algorithm. Yeah. So a tweet populated by Hunter mm -hmm. appeared in your timeline? Yeah, there's some new... Uh, what is it? Songs to murder music by? Music to be murdered music by. Music to be right. murdered by. Yeah, that's where I now, saw it. I don't know if you're ready for this, but guess what, Harry? All right? Sit down. Guess I'm what? down. Eminem, allegedly, and I haven't heard it yet. I'm just going off of people's tweets. Quote, takes a stand against gun violence. No. Yes. And, again, the thing about Eminem in the last, like, five or six years seems to be, let me just wait and see what everybody's talking about. And literally everybody on the planet, in the, I feel like, at le the very least the country, mm -hmm. has some sort of opinion on gun legislation, gun violence, right. the Second Amendment, whatever it might be. It feel, everybody on this, uh, on this country, in this country, but on this part of the planet, I was going to say, has weighed in. And I'm just saying this seems to be the latest topic. He's done this before okay. where it's like, Trump. Okay, great. I, you know, I don't care what anybody's thoughts are on Trump. The point of it is, is that every single person has weighed in on Trump. Right. So then he waits, and then, and then right, puts a puts right. music out and it's with like, that as the topic. Exa exactly. Okay. And it's like, oh my god, wow. such an innovative and it's groundbreaking. Like, it's like, bro, do it ahead of time, like you used to be able to. I right. don't know. Be a just, visionary. It just seems, instead of a reactor. Yeah, it seems like he's waiting. I mean, he's talking about the Vegas shooting. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of reaction for a guy who was ahead of the time for so long with his style mm -hmm. and his skill. 
why is he waiting and weighing in on something or things How now old that is like he now? everybody's talking about? Like, oh, is, he, is he in his 40s He's yet? He's got to be probably, my guess would be 40, 42. Is he? Man. Right? Well, you know, you slow down. You? I'm 54. I'll He's be 47. He's 47. Yeah. Wow, I had no idea that he was that close to me. I'll be He'll 55. be taking a stand on climate change next. No. Show with Harry Mays and Aton Shander on 97.3 ESPN Radio. So I'm thinking about this out loud, and I'm actually going to put a tweet out here right now. This show is basically thoughts out loud. A lot of times, right? Yeah. Just sort of coming up with stuff as we as we go. Right. What's the most difficult sport to cheat in? To cheat. Now, think to cheat technically, grammatically correct. It's cheat, not cheat in. Right. Um, What's does does that make grammatical sense? I mean, yeah, you're not it, supposed to end with a preposition. No, you're right. Yeah. You, so, no, what's the right. most dif- difficult sport to cheat? Um, now think about it. We have out. Jason on the line, right? Yeah, we do. I mean, how could you cheat in hockey? That's what I'm saying. That's what like horse racing and stuff like that. This. You well, can th- cheat. I think the surprise is if it's not rigged. Right, right. Like horse harness racing. racing Correct. Or I go into every harness race thinking it's rigged like every boxing match. Right. Like this McGregor-Rick Cerrone match. Is I was be. just talking about that. Yeah, it's fixed. <laughs> it's all fixed. Who is Rick Cerrone? You don't know who Rick Cerrone is? Rick Cerrone was a catcher in baseball back in the 70s and 80s. I think he played later than that. Did I he? think he was late 80s, early 90s. Oh, man. I think he played with Donnie Baseball, though. You're right. Yeah, that, right. well, that's 80s, yeah. Let's, let's bring in... Jason Martinez, and how would you, like, how would you have some advanced level cheating? Like, where could you get an edge by cheating in hockey? Larger goalie pads? Yeah, but uh, equipment. regulated now, though. Yeah, equipment is is probably the most difficult thing to cheat with. Well, your stick, the curve of your stick. Yeah, that's one thing, but that's everything. Guys, every, every piece of equipment that a goalie wears now has a Sharpie set of initials on it before you can wear it it goes to the league office and a guy named k whitmore and he puts a kw on it and d and the referees monitor the equipment that you wear before the game to make sure that the czar of goaltending equipment has signed it k whitmore wow not yeah. james whitmore no the great I- actor <laughs> what's going on huh why? Why are you on such a lousy phone? It sounds like you're like you went through the players' entrance and you're like in the tunnel at Wells Fargo Center. I'm on 322 right now, driving home. I'm in, uh, I'm in the uh, Conquerville Nissan, boys. You know he's working now at Conquerville Nissan. No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe <laughs> he's doing test drives. Okay. Yes. Can you imagine yeah. that? Yeah, I know. You walk in, you here you are trying to buy a Sentra, and you have to sit through a test drive. It's almost like you get $500 cash back if you could sit through a 20-minute test drive with Martinez. <laughs> well, you know, let me tell you about this Garth yeah. Snow interaction right. I had 15 years ago. Because during your test drive, you must talk hockey. Right. Or heavy <laughs> metal. Right. You've got one or the other. Right. You, you, What's it going to be? be right. Anthrax or the Islanders? It's either, it's either going to be regaling stories about Pantera or the Philadelphia Flyers. <laughs> you got a lot of balls. If they were to test drive with you, they'd be like, get me out of here. I'll buy the stupid car. Are you kidding me? I'd, I'd be keeping it. Look, it's a matter of how long can you keep somebody in the car. It's like riding the bull, right? How long can you stay in the bull? I have somebody in there. 
captivated by something. Galapagos Islands I'd be guys, talking about. You, you guys should do one of those sticky old radio bits where you stick three listeners in a car with Shander and see who can last the longest. Oh, Between yeah, and, and have, what, the Benny Hill theme play? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, and you know, not he, let Shander take a shower for two days. No, but Aton would have to hot box him. That's the thing, right? Well, that no, because uh, what's his name's already doing that. Be real. Oh, he's, he's yeah. your boy. That's your boy. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Right. He's he's already at that point doing that. So that's why we can't do it, guys. Th- there was actually a piece of equipment back in the day, though, uh, on a goalie equipment called the cheater, and a guy who really for the Flyers invented it. It was Pete Peters in that gap. I remember him. The, yeah, the number thirty-three, right? Huh? Yep. And um, the gap between the webbing on the glove and, like, your wrist, like, where it kind of curved in, mm-hmm. he, like, created a piece of extra padding with plastic and put it on that gap to cover more space so pucks wouldn't beat him there. And it was called the Pete Peters Cheater. And now it's part of the actual glove. They, it's, it's remained. Oh, so that, that's become now the normal piece of equipment. Yep. Ever since then, yeah. Listen to this knowledge. All right, so how do you get around anything like a scandal that you've seen in other sports? For example, let's just keep it simple. Would, if I'm taking on any team in a seven-game series, would taping their walkthroughs help me prepare and execute on the night? For for hockey? Yeah, that's what I'm asking for. for. Like, we're we're trying to find angles in which you could actually get an advantage, a cheating advantage. No, I mean, look, every hockey team shows what they're going to do. It's not like they're going to go out there and run silly special and work on it in practice. The sport doesn't work like that. Um, yeah, only an idiot like Andy Reid would show everything in a Super Bowl walkthrough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, you know, I don't even know how you could really cheat in it in that sense from a strategic standpoint. You know, there's, there's things you can do to you, – you can knock posts off as a goalie and make it look like you didn't do it on purpose, but mm-hmm. they're pretty savvy with that stuff even. So th- there's not really many ways to cheat in a flow sport like that. Like, it's the same thing with basketball. How do you cheat in basketball? You know what I mean? Well, so, yeah, I mean, how would you cheat in basketball? I mean, you know, other was... than performance-enhancing drugs, there's not really a way to do it, is there? No, but I, I think when you're talking about strategies at least i think that there are you're gonna tighten a rim no no a no tighter at one end the point of it though is i i think that there's less reliance on strategy and more reliant on you're relying more on just the nature of the game which is like there's no bad shot in hockey if you get 20 shots in a period chances are one of those two of those should go through okay you're up one nothing two nothing that puts you in a good position NBA, you could shoot yourself or your team out of it. So I think if you in-game scenario, um, out-of-bounds plays, stuff like that, if you had some sort of advanced knowledge about the coaching, maybe, and I'm not saying yes definitively, but I'm saying maybe nah. it can help. Because you're ultimately – No, nah, I, don't, I don't buy that because by the time you get to the postseason, you played so many games, they know what you're going to do. You just go out and you got to defend it. you got to dictate. Same thing in hockey and basketball. Not necessarily, so though. Thing- that, think about it. We say all the time that the postseason, it's, everything slows down. In basketball, it, it Right, does, it reverts yeah. to half court. If you have but a team that – yeah. 
No, I'm, I'm, look, I'm not saying it, there is a, uh, a thick line between the two. I'm just trying to figure out if, in fact, you would look at it. I mean, some people are saying MMA. I mean, how would you cheat in a one-on-one combat sport? Something with where the gloves have to be checked out. But again, before you, you can right? Wear equipment's them, right? out. Yeah. Like Jason said, if equipment's out for hockey, then equipment's out for everything. Yeah. Like you can't now apply yeah. equipment cheating in other sports. If at the very base, one of the most difficult, if the most difficult one in hockey, you can't use equipment. Well, you you you, you uh, put like a little razor blade on the side of the octagon. And like they did in yeah. uh, WWE back in the day, we'd get the razor blade and you'd cut your guy. Is that right? You know? Look, I, I was firsthand, I don't know if you call it cheating, but when the Flyers went to the Cup in 2010, I saw cheating slash very unsportsmanlike behavior along that playoff run as I traveled it with the Flyers. And this has been going on for years in, in sports. You know, when the you know, the Boston Garden, when the, the, the Bruins were hosting a team or the Celtics, they would crank up the heat. In the well, they had no air room. conditioning, period, in that right. building. Yeah. Yeah, and they would make it really uncomfortable for the opposition. Sure. Now, when we were in Montreal in 2010 in the conference finals for the Flyers, the backup goalie sits across the ice from the bench at that arena. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the locker rooms are on each side of the arena. So that's where I was set up in the locker room. And in that first period of game number three, which was the first game in Montreal, several players came off the ice several times with the same skate issue. And they're all working on it. And you know when your skate's messed up and you're a professional athlete because you you know what it's supposed to feel like, and it didn't feel like that. Mm -hmm. Now, what was the issue? The issue was that there wasn't rubber down in the locker room, the op- opposition locker room in Montreal. Ah. It was a short-haired carpet, if you will, like a, almost an outdoor carpet with a rubber bottom. And when you rub your hand across it, sand came up. Ah, so little they, they, tiny, fine sand. So they're dulling the skate blades with a little bit of sand. Not dulling them, Harry. That sand just embeds into the steel. Oh, okay. So you feel like you lose an edge quite often. I'm talking eight, nine players in the first seven minutes. So we're all trying to figure out what's going on. I'm oh, watching that's good work. the whole staff now. So what they managed to do was go get this stuff that was like like this cardboard almost and roll, and roll the entire locker room so the players didn't have to step on the carpet again. And they filed a complaint. Wow, that's like Al Davis back in the uh, Oakland Coliseum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd go up against the team that liked to do a lot of outside, like deep passes on the out, out, out beside outside the hash, and he'd water the field down to make it slower. Yeah, slow yep. it down. Yeah, yeah, slow down the track. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, there was the yep. old myth that the Boston Garden had dead bolts, certain bolts in the floor, right? Right, and you knew oh, yeah. that was to, the parquet. Right, and you would practice around that so you knew exactly where it was, and if you saw somebody dribbling around you'd drive there, your, t- the, your opponent right. towards that and spot, and then you would know the ball would not come up as fast. You can get a steal. Right, bird to DJ. Bird. <laughs> <laughs> he stole the ball. Yeah, yeah. Bird stole the Havlicek ball. Havlicek stole all the way back to Havlicek right. stole the ball. They all stole the damn ball. Kuzi, right? For Christ, everybody sake. steals the ball in Boston. <laughs> Bill Walton stole the damn ball up there. Couldn't even move. Oh man. Now, what do you think about this whole Alex Cora stuff? Who's the next guy to fall? I mean, not only Alex Cora. This is a 
I mean, guys, with gambling being so prevalent now and legal in so many places, like, there's baseball's integrity is in massive question. Because if they don't act, I know they've acted and suspended a couple guys and they've gotten fired from Houston and all that. I mean, I think I think Rob Manford, in light of how if this buzzer thing is able to get proven, I know they haven't been able to prove that yet. Right. They got to go further. I mean, I'm to the point, guys, where I go, you know what? The Red Sox and the Astros, if they're able to prove that, well beyond reasonable doubt. I know this isn't a court of law. You got to suspend those teams. They don't play baseball next year. <laughs> well, I'm furious. Relegate there, them. Something. There are reportedly eight other teams that were stealing signs, according to yeah. Houston. Eight other teams. Right. And you know that if Houston has information on any, if not eight, but at least one other team, they ain't going down alone. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to no. face severe penalties like that. And that's what the whole God, thing I think about. eight's light. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I agree, eight's light. But think about it. Think of the difference in here, though. The Patriots never outed anybody. Mm-hmm. The Patriots never said, look over there. Nope. The Patriots never said anything like that. Deflate gate, too. Uh, right. None of those places. They just took their, they took their medicine. They swallowed whatever penalty came from the league, and they went out and they won another Super Bowl. And it was almost like now it's a running joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Brady well, well, never said any other quarterbacks really- do any deflation. Aaron Rodgers said he liked them inflated more, right? Yep. Wasn't that you and yep. I were on the air together during the whole thing? That's right. Yeah. yeah, we brought in PSI experts, <laughs> meteorologists. Well, well, it's it's you know the Patriots handled it like good fellas. Like when when Henry Hill walks out of the courtroom, they go, "Oh, you broke your cherry. You learned the most two most important things. You took your pinch and you kept your mouth shut." That's you right. Know? They gave him a little. That's what Belichick did for the league. <laughs> yeah, but and the problem was that Eric Mangini outed them doing something that. Plenty of other teams because were Mancini doing. Was a, yeah, and and he was a whistleblower, right? And, like and years. exactly, and and the difference I think what you'll see is now with the whistleblowing that came out with Eric Mangini, the Patriots didn't turn and say, "Hey, what about these guys? What about everybody?" Just closed ranks. It was Tim Donaghy. Same means, different. They, they were like a rogue team, like he yes. was the rogue official. Yes, yeah. and they just said, "Look." Yeah. It, it happened here. It was isolated here. We'll conveniently move on from Mangini. The Patriots will get finer, and then we'll just act like nothing happened. I wonder if two months into next season, if this thing is even being talked about like this. Well, it, it, it all, all going to depend on Rob Manford and the action that he takes. The, the key is, he, you know, in some odd way, guys, this is actually good for baseball because they've had more action this offseason with all this crap, yep. than they had all regular season. You know what I mean? Yeah. Balls in play every four and a half minutes real time. They actually have people at, heading into championship weekend in the NFL talking about baseball. Mm-hmm. So that's got to be good for them. But yeah, that means that they have got to come down so heavy on this that I mean, this sport's been marred by controversy and PEDs and everything else. Um you know, for them, I, I allow like a three-year moratorium on PEDs. Let everybody come in and just smash home runs. Maybe people will believe in it again. All right, well, I got to ask you a, a Flyers question. Oh, um, yeah, we got to talk a little. I thought yeah. we did already. No, we really didn't. We, we talked one about Flyers cheating and hockey. Door, huh? What's that? <laughs> one Flyers question out the door, huh? That's why. Right, Who right. said this interview was over? The Flyers. The, it's the Flyers minute. All right, so they lose four straight. 
and then they come back and win three out of four against you know, four of the best teams in the in the NHL, only to blow a game last night. They were never even in this game last night against Montreal. They lose four to one. They're on the cusp. They're really like the last team in the playoffs right now in the Eastern Conference. Give, give me your assessment on whether this is a legitimate playoff team at this point in January. All right. We kill the music. Josh. It's distracting me. There we go. Um, well, I mean, they're a bubble team. They were always going to be a bubble team this year. And it's because it's so tight. Now, their division's fantastic. At one yeah. point, out of the top eight teams in the NHL, five of the top eight teams in the NHL were in the Metropolitan Division. It's crazy. So it's a crazy deep division, and to be in one of those top three spots is is going to be really tough. Which means you got to go wild card, and there's two wild cards, and, and the Metro owns both of them. Now, are they a playoff team? Look, it's going to come down to the end. They still got to get more from a couple of guys. They got to get more from James Rand Reemsdyke. Um, they got to get more from the captain. And yeah. you're probably surprised to hear me say it, but no, the captain, I know. Look, I'm I'm watching the captain over the past month, and I'm going, where's that? I took over a shift. I, took a, I saw a play that I go, oh, my God, look at that play. Unbelievable. I haven't seen it in a month, six weeks from the captain. He had a couple great chances the other night, but he didn't bury. So I got to get more from the captain. I got to get the Vortex playing well right now. I got to get the goalie back because I can't rely on Alex Lyon giving me a game here or there because he's just not an NHL goalie. Mm-hmm. Leon. Um, but as far as like – but kind of like where you started is, you know, they go out on that trip on the West Coast and they really struggled. They were – playing bad hockey, maybe till the end of that trip they played a little bit better against Carolina. And then they come home, and in a tough situation, back-to-back, they beat Capitals at home. They lose one nothing to the Lightning. They come back and beat the Bruins from 5-2 in the shootout, and they win the game in St. Louis. But last night, and I love what Elaine Vino said, and he's wrong, but he's not wrong. The players said it last That's a really hard game to get up for last night because you had a really emotional and a very physical game the night before. Mm. And I know both teams played the night before. But the other team lost the night before. So they're going coming in guns blazing. You're primed for a letdown, four yeah. games in six days to boot, and you lose that game. I mean, that, Harry, we look at those games from a betting perspective, and Vegas has got Flyers' nice favorite right there. But I look right. at the spot and I go, that's a Montreal play all day. Yeah. And that's where I cash. You know what I mean? And that's what happened. And the players kind of alluded to it. Hey, it was – you know, our intensity wasn't there. It was hard to get back up for this game. And Vino was asked about it in the press conference, and he goes, that's B. That's the B word. Right. Bull, you know what? And Because every point's are worth the same. He doesn't expect that, so that's a good thing. He knows that that's part of the equation. He's been in the game long enough. But that's part of the equation, what happened last night. But really good teams still win that game. And yeah, they're not that's, a really good team. That's been part of their problem for years now, It's just being able to consistently – you know, apply effort from, you know, shift to shift, period to period, and game to game. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and last night, look, uh, you know, their penalty kill has been much better this year. They're a better team than they were last year. Of course, they're not going eight goalies deep, too. Um, they've shaved a half a goal off per game. It's significant. If you're going to shave, you know, 40 to 50 goals season to season, that's a big difference. Um, and they're scoring, like, around 14th in the NHL, so they're okay there. Power play's got to get a little bit more consistent. But, um, you know, they're, they're a team that's going to be absolutely in that mix. It'll be interesting to see what the general manager does around the deadline when Ghost Despair comes back. When, when is the deadline? Yeah. Well, you mentioned yeah, Ghost, too. 23rd. 23rd. Yeah, so, Ghost is out, too. And yeah. Isn't that what you said when he comes back? Yeah, what do you, what do, you do with him? I mean, he's got, he, he hasn't contributed. 
offensively. You're not. He's not in that. Believe me, when he's in the lineup, he ain't in there for defensive purposes. No. Right, but will he be back in time to be traded? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll be back. I think in a week. Okay, so like right after the bye, like the thirty-first. Yeah, because we got. And he'll have about what three weeks in order to be traded. Yeah. So I wonder who gets traded first, Al Horford or Ghost? <laughs> Horford ain't going anywhere. You don't think uh, so? Maybe. Who can take that contract? It, you'd be surprised, man. A team right now. Yeah, the NBA. You're right. You get dumb contracts in the NBA, like you get dumb bodies in the Pine Barrens. It's yeah. It's it's not as difficult if you have a team that thinks that a guy like Horford might be the difference between not making the playoffs and making the playoffs out west. Because you're not going to tank right now. You're not going to catch the Warriors or a team like that. So why not? Not going to nah, be the Pelicans. Here's what I know, though. The Sixers are a mess. It's a mess. And this is why, I, you know, like I don't want to see her go revisionist history. Um, I oh, you were pro faults? If the process is, no, if the process is going to be a success, they're going to win championships. And that's going to be to be determined still. But when you're sitting as the sixth seed with this roster and the amount of money that you committed to, and you played as poorly as they have, this well, is not good. Well, you know that. I mean, the coach is going to suffer the consequence there. I, I don't know that he is. You don't. He basically hired a GM. You know what uh, I mean? They they finish in I the mean, sixth seed and gets bounced in the first round. There's no way the coach can survive. Oh tough. yeah, yeah. I thought you meant in the season hire. No, 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 I, no. I don't. I think that no. he has earned a spot here long enough with the organization, fan base, players to not be fired in season. Dayton wrote a column about it this week in Philly Voice. Yeah, you should be reading that. Yeah, I saw, I saw that he tweeted it out. And I saw the headline, and I just didn't click it. Well, now you know how people <laughs> think about your podcast. Jesus, stick to hockey. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't have time. I'm not a reader, Dayton. I'm an audio guy. An audio yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, he's an audio guy. Yeah. Not, you haven't listened you to a piece of audio. You haven't listened to a piece of audio in a month. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Who do you like in the games this on Sunday? Man, it, it, like, I'm conflicted about who I want to see win and what I think is going to happen. Right. So uh, you think Tennessee is going to win. But you cover. want Andy Reid. Right. You know, I'm fine with either team in the AFC, honestly. I like the Andy Reid story. I'd like to see him to this deal. You know, these people that are all hanging on to, like, I hope he loses. You know, yeah. it's ridiculous. You know, like, come on. Act like he, he's, like, in Iran and he's harboring terrorists at KC. Yeah. Well, I don't Every hope he wins, but I don't hope he loses either. I'm just sort of like, you know, I, yeah. I'm not for or against him. Yeah, I know I like watching Patrick Mahomes play football, and I wouldn't mind seeing him play a Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, Mahomes, Rodgers, that would against. be amazing. That would. That's yeah, that I would, yeah. I'm also intrigued by San Fran. Yeah, but the problem is I feel like San Fran could funk it up. I don't want to see a Super Bowl one Phil Simms style where Jimmy Garoppolo throws 12 times, Tevin Coleman not all of a sudden is running the ball. Well, then, for, you don't want to see, then you don't want to see Tennessee either because no. uh, Tannehill hasn't no, no, no. 20 passes in a game in a month. But no, hold on a second. There's a difference, though. Garoppolo, despite having even a threat like Samuel – those throws, while Ryan Tannehill may not throw 40 times a game, he they're will still go down taking the field. shots. Yeah, right. he will go down the field. That's, that's the difference. Yeah, but he's, thrown, he's thrown 29 times for like 167 yards in the first two games of the playoffs. I know, because Come they on. didn't need him to do anything else. Correct. That's, that's by design. Yeah. That, 
Because Jimmy Garoppolo, they're purposely, they're basically telling teams. He's a manager. Exactly. We're going to run the ball with three different guys until you stop it, and then we're going to have Garoppolo throw the football. My point is, while you're right and you have the stat that's accurate where Tannehill hasn't thrown barn burners as far as a ton of yardage, he still has done it at least, and I don't think Garoppolo can do it. Yeah. I mean, look, I guess the dream scenario is Mahomes, Rodgers, and here's the reason why, guys. Centennial season of the NFL. Who played in Super oh, Bowl? Oh, here it is. This is a great conspiracy theory. Kansas City Green, Green Bay in the Bay first Super Packers, Bowl. Packers, Casey. Yes. Yep. It's Lombardi, Hank Schramm, huh? Oh, yes. Now, who had, a better, who had a better, more famous, recognizable quote? Hank Stram or Lombardi? Lombo- Matriculate the ball down the field? You talking Hank Stram? No, I, I think I thought it was, they're killing us. Right? When he's like, isn't that Stram? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. When he's yeah, like, yeah. they're killing us, they're killing me. Versus Lombardi with the, what the hell's going, going on? on? Well, I got to go Lombardi. Well, only because you guys wow. had that drop and you overplayed it and killed it. <laughs> yeah, but what about the other one? Winning isn't uh, the, the only thing. Yeah, winning isn't everything. It's the only thing. Yeah, but that's just yeah. some platitude some crap serviced through some mass production. I need something with emotion like, what the hell's going what on out think, there? What do you think? Lombardi hired a PR agency to come up with that? Absolutely. Hey, you knob. Absolutely. When's the next Stick to Hockey podcast come out? Who cares? When it comes out, Harry, how about that? <laughs> All right. Get, get it wherever you get your, your podcast. This your isn't really a t- this isn't really a phone call guest. No, he's not. No, he's much better in person. Yeah, <laughs> let's go back to the phones. Yeah, let's go to the phones. All right, get out of here. Goodbye. Uh, the the Bucks have a seven and a half point lead, Harry, oh, in the my. East. Really? Yeah. Are you ready for this? Wow. Up ten and a half over the Sixers. Jeez. We got to get into that. Back after this. Maze and Aton live at Parks Casino. Wow, I didn't even know we were back. Right in the beautiful sports book. Yeah, we are back. And I tell you what, you are exactly right. And you thought that this would be the case even prior when I said we're going to get Jason on, but he can't come in. He's going to be on the phone. You're like, he's not a phone guest. He's a terrible phone guest. His phone sucks. Yeah. Okay. The quality of that phone Just was terrible. worse than the quality of the interview. Awful. Uh, yeah. The, the only thing worse than his content was his phone service. That's Awful. hard to do. It really is bad. He's an in-studio guy. He is. He is. It's the jacket. Right. That's why you want to bring him in. See what he's wearing, the Flyers gear. Exactly. But I figured we had to get him on before 1.30 because that's when he loses his juice. Well, that's assuming that he started at noon. Well, he starts at 7 a.m. now. He's working oh, now. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Well, he's probably on his way to crash. Right. Right? Yeah. Now, this just in before. I know we got a lot of uh, text to get to on the text board. Uh, a little over an hour ago, Coach Harbaugh in Baltimore addressing the media, and he said that offensive assistants, both James Urban, who I believe is the quarterback's coach, and Bobby Engram, who's the tight ends coach, former wide receiver for the Bears and Penn State, have both decided to stay in Baltimore after interviewing with the Eagles. Mm. And I have to be honest, Jeff McLean talked about this with us yesterday. Yeah, with uh, James Urban. Zach Rosenblatt put out a tweet just now about 
what would be more enticing of a job as an OC, the Eagles or Giants position? The and Giants, because you're going to get to call your plays. And that's something that is truly under-discussed here. Yeah, because it could be your offense yep. with the Giants, because Judge doesn't have an offense. He's a, Correct. You know, he's not an offensive guy. He's a, you know, not to say he doesn't, wouldn't know offense, but he's a special teams guy. He's more of a CEO kind of dude, and he's going to bring in coordinators that are basically going to have our word autonomy, I Correct. would think, right? And you're not going to have anything near that with no. Doug Peterson in this offense. So I guess the question, and this is how I would take it, is it's not time for me to panic and say nobody wants to come here, nobody wants to come no. here. No. Going on everything that we've seen, I think the Philadelphia Eagles realize that a guy like Marty Morningweg, for example, Jeff McClain laid out some good reasons why he would fit as an OC here. Marty Morningweg is in their back pocket. They know that nobody else is kicking the door down right now for Marty Morningweg. Probably, yeah, you're so probably right. So why not try and go out and get a younger, fresher talent who's willing to bend that you can grow with and see if you can actually snag one of those bigger fish knowing that you always have the Marty Morningweg in the back pocket? Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, you know, but we, we, that doesn't mean, Harry, to your point. We kind of chuckled yesterday when he well, brought up I that know. name. I, know. You know? I don't think he liked that. No, I don't. Th- I think you got. He was a little annoyed well, at that. I, we weren't laughing at him. No, 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 no. But yeah. I think Jeff was frustrated because there are a lot of people that write him off and think, "Oh, Marty, not McLean, write off." But I'm saying, right, Morning Wig yeah. off, thinking, "Oh, this guy is an idiot. He doesn't know what he's talking about." I think, though, with your point about not being on this list, just because they have a Morning Wig in their back pocket doesn't mean that they're not failing by going out and trying to entice younger talent because they can't call plays. Right. No, it makes perfect perfect sense. Those two things are inclusive, I think. Yeah. Now, I, I would say uh, Jason's phone was so bad, he was not on the Lighthouse Insurance no. guest line. We can't associate that. No, right? because if, if your renewals have been increasing over the years, you need somebody to review those commercial insurance coverages and find a way to save you money. you got to call managing partner Kevin McAdams at Lighthouse right now, 800-691-1686. Let's go to – we're going to hit the text board, 609-403-0973. Okay, Rashad dropped in Mullica Hill, but if you're back, Rashad, we'll take your phone call on cheating in sports and Belichick as well, an interesting topic that I would want to hear your thoughts on. So beyond that, of course, at Harry Mays to you and at Shander Show. Let's work in reverse order here. All right. Or actually, let's go from the jump because people texted way back and they deserve their voice to be heard. Vrabel played for and learned from the GOAT. He will have the Titans ready to go. They fear no one. That's on the text board, Harry. Tennessee, yeah. Well, I mean, think about it. They're they're dealing with house money, right? I mean, they beat New England. They 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 beaten freaking Baltimore. I mean, they're just like, hey, we're here. We're we're just gonna let it all go. You know what I mean? Like we're not favored against Kansas City either. We're almost almost, you know, over a touchdown, over a touchdown depending down. on where you got yeah. it. Yeah. So you know, just let it go, right? Yeah, I agree. Now somebody's taking a shot at the one arm golfer. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. Nice shot, one-arm golfer. Let's go swimming, and I'll watch you go in circles. Oh, my God. You said you wanted to hear it. That is awful. I warned you. That is just awful. I'm just letting you know I warned you. (laughs) I drink at basketball, and I'd be happy to miss 80% for less than a million a year. I stink at basketball. Uh, He said drink. Okay. Yeah. You know, there was once um, when I was uh, running cross-country and I don't know. Maybe he drank and then played basketball like Chris Heron used to. Oh, yeah. Chris Her- That's a good one. That's Wasn't a there a 30 right there. for 30 or whatever? Absolutely, yeah, that yeah. was a good one. Um, 
there was a one-armed guy that ran for a rival high school when I was growing up. He was pretty good. And uh, that was the first time that I was ever really sort of exposed to a guy without a limb. Mm. You know, and, and Ran, running yeah. running track, right. you know, like right next to him. You're, you're in there real tight. Yeah. You know, just seeing this, you know, he had like, you know, maybe like five inches of, a, of an arm, like an, coming out the, the right was side. It. it was really bizarre. Because there wasn't any type of like extra tech or anything. No, no, he had nothing on him like yeah. that. But it was, it was pretty, bar, pretty bizarre. Well, good you didn't freak out. No, I didn't freak out. But that was my first exposure <laughs> to that. Matt texts in, I don't understand why this is causing everyone to freak out. If baseball wasn't so damn ancient, no one would be able to steal signs. They put the signs up for everyone to see. Give the pitchers and catchers an earpiece like they do in some of the lesser, like a minor league system. They do? Or maybe college. If it's either in minor league or college, there is currently a, an earpiece device in which the manager is talking to the catcher. Oh, really? The catcher still has to relay something back to the pitcher. But there is an earpiece that is being used in either a minor league system or college. West Coast, I know that, in which you can talk from manager to catcher. Now, ideally in the major leagues, you wouldn't need to talk to the catcher. You would just have the pitching coach or manager be able to talk to the pitcher. Right to the pitcher. Just like you have a head coach be able to talk to a quarterback. Yeah. That's why the whole sign-stealing thing with the Patriots made very little sense on the surface because... Who in the NFL is sending in plays via signs? Nobody. You've got the ability to talk yeah. to a linebacker and quarterback. Right. You but, can go. But when did that become? When did that come in vogue? That that headset in the helmet. Ten years. Okay, but that still goes back to the Eagles with the Eagles oh, and no, the no, Patriots. No. Well, that, that they're ca- they're taping a walkthrough. Right. That's but, much different. But that and also you know sign stealing was was big then because you didn't have the headset. Correct. It's only well, been in the last. I don't know. Don't go by me 10 years. Josh might be able to figure that out All faster. Right. But I'm just saying I'm guesstimating 10 years. But, yes, you're right. But even still, what's even more egregious than stealing a sign is knowing your first. Look, Andy Reid scripted his first 15 plays. Right. The Patriots taped those 15 plays. Rodney Harrison knew exactly where the ball was coming to every single time. Right. 94? There you go. It's when they put the microphone in the head in the helmet. That's how long it's been going on in the NFL. There you go. Wow. Wow. That's even. That's way longer than I thought. Jeez. The defensive coaches started to be able to talk in 2008, but the offensive coaches have been able to do it since 1994. 2000. So at 2008. The, thank you, Josh, for looking that up. At the very least, since 2008, both sides, there's no need to relay signs anymore in the NFL. Hmm. They have eliminated that. And yes, you're right. Before '94, you damn right that Landry and Hallis and, and all these Gibbs, other guys were Gibbs, stealing signs. Yeah, Everybody, sure. yeah. yeah. Wow. And I hate to say it, I bet Dick Vermeil and oh, yeah. Buddy, Ryan, Buddy Ryan. And I hope that they were. I hope. Look, the only time that I don't want you cheating as a professional athlete is if you're out there trying to hurt somebody. Like if your intent of cheating is to wear thicker spikes. To take some, to take my second baseman out or oh, shortstop yeah. Yeah, out, yeah, yeah. I have a problem. Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you're if relying you're on a buzzer, a competitive an- advantage. Yeah, but what that's what I'm saying. For. Like to hurt somebody. No, no, I'm just saying you're trying to get a competitive an- advantage on on the play. You're not trying to like put somebody out, right? Like their best player with illegal equipment. Correct. Yeah. I'm saying 
if you have a buzzer that alerts when somebody has a fastball, I'm looking at it like, damn it, why didn't my team think of that? Exactly. Like, I want right now, this this is going to be a preview of what you're going to read on Tuesday. Oh, boy. I hope that there is somebody in the Philadelphia Eagles front office right now that's working on hacking those Bluetooth commu- or that receiver communication from linebacker to coach and coach to quarterback. Can you imagine that? Yeah. I'll tell you, I, I, I know from I'd doing... I'd sacrifice two Super Bowls for the embarrassment of that story. I know from doing games there, we always had we had a, an issue with the uh, connection from the radio booth to the field a lot of times with the... the a lot of, there was a lot of interference. Is that right? Yeah. Now, that was the home team doing Hard that. time finding a channel that was clear. Wow. Yeah. That's something else right there. There you go. Can you believe it? Back after this. Titans, Packers, over, under. That's where I'm at right now, Harry. Now, are those your plays, or are those what you're? Is that what you're considering? No, that's what I am giving out officially on this program with oh, you here. So Titans, Packers, no. and then, oh, Titans over. Titans over, Packers under. Now here's the thing: both teams to cover, neither to win. Okay. No, Packers actually, I do think can will win the game. But here, but here's like I, I understand something, right? Like I have a futures here. I hedged, all right. Mm-hmm. Ever you want to hedge? But pl- I have the Niners plus eight hundred. I have a uh, it's a thirty three dollar future that I put at plus eight hundred on this game. Okay. If the Niners win, then there's a thirty three dollar futures at plus seventeen hundred for them to win the Super Bowl. Mm. So I went division championship and then outright now i also took the packers before the seahawks game i got them at plus 800 to win the damn thing to win the super bowl correct okay so i kind of looked at both in that regard and thought that might be the play is to kind of hedge a little bit and know that yeah i'm just trying to figure out like which matchup i would rather see just as a fan forget about gambling which game would i rather watch and unfortunately, it would not include Tennessee. No. Because Patrick Mahomes would be fun to see in a Super Bowl. And it would kind of be fun to just see Andy. You wouldn't watch Tennessee against either of those teams? Well, I'd watch it. Yeah, I'd, I'd watch it. No, but you wouldn't watch it intently is what you're saying. No, you'd be I'd at watch. a Super Bowl party. You'd be more concerned about the I don't the go dip. to Super Bowl parties. Well, you'd host a Super Bowl no, party. No, I will never host a Super Bowl party. No. There's no way. How you, much would you think I'm going to track 30, 40 people into my house? No way. What if you just I don't want did, anybody to know where I live. What if you just hosted the Martinez family? No, because he peed in my driveway. He's out. But my he can wife, bring his kids. My wife won't allow him in the house. He'll bring his kids, his and wife. Kids are out. No kids in no, the Super Bowl No, there's no kids allowed in the house in unless period? they're related to us. Is that right? And even then I got an issue. You need to take a blood oath in order to walk into that house if you're under 21? Now, what's the age limit? What is it? I love the fact this is like my social media policy. I don't respond. I, you need to put an adult on the keyboard right. in order to respond to me. You need to have an adult accompanying yeah, you. Yeah, women need to be 21 or over to enter the house. Tw- what about men? Well, yeah, men need to be probably 30 or over. Okay. I didn't realize that it was that far of a, an advanced yeah. difference. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot, That's man. That's it, man. You've got a lot of restrictions. You really do have a lot of restrictions yeah. when you think about that, right? Yeah. You can't have kids in there. No. So Martinez is out. Unless they're related. 
Unless, well, unless we're related. related. Like yeah. I got nephews, I and that. I'd begrudgingly let them in the house. Okay. But they're maniacs. Rick and EHT Texan. Eminem just dropped an album on polio. <laughs> Groundbreaking. <laughs> telling you, man. Yeah. Just wait for the climate change. Like, what's yeah. something people have been talking about for the last 10 years? Eminem's going to drop a single on that, and it will be groundbreaking. Jeez. Now we get. So he's late to the party is what you're saying. Well, I'm just saying it, it's just. Yes. Yeah. I think there's an element. Did you to listen that. to any of the music on this, on this new uh, drop, this new record? No. I, no? I got no time for. You, don't, you have no time for him? stuff. Just in general. Because our, our boy Hunter Brody's all about it. No, I'm not, I have no time to listen to new stuff. Yeah. I know, and again, I'm not critiquing his lyrics. I'm not critiquing the sound of the song. What I'm critiquing well, is the reaction. I know Mosher is, is big on the hip-hop along with you. Now, is, is he in the studio waiting to do the sports bash? Maybe he's Well, heard, hold on here. Maybe he's heard Slack something. Slack Ty Jordy is, has texted in. Okay. He's a biter, talking about Eminem. I'm a small-time producer that works with various artists in the last few years. I released this seven years ago. The lyrics are from a song called Bitter Phobia off his original first album called Infinite. Slack Tie Jordy, a.k.a. Cymatics. Wow. So this is Eminem is taking lyrics and stuff from his one of his first records or somebody else's record? Well, he sent us a couple of MMS about Cymatics. Apparently... That's what he's saying, yeah. That he's that Eminem's taking stuff from his old records and re sort of repurposing no, it, taking it from another artist. Oh, another artist. Right. Cymatics is another artist. Correct. Oh, okay. Correct. Have you ever heard of Cymatics? No, but I think that might be Slack Tie Jordy. Okay. So, so he's ripping Slack Tie Jordy off. It looks like it, or another artist that Slack Tide worked with. Oh, that's my point. Is that there's a connection there. I'm confused. I watched the Aaron Hernandez Netflix special last night. I wanted to know if you guys watched it and your thoughts. I that, watched episode one no, last night. That will not air on my house. I watched episode one last night. I didn't really learn a lot because I basically knew everything that I saw in episode it's one. It's not there to educate. First off, you shouldn't be getting your education from a documentary series on anything. Second, it's not there to educate anybody. It's there to continue to glorify. And it doesn't matter if the guy played football or if the guy grew up in a basement and was physically abused as a kid and never saw the light of day. The fact that there are these documentaries after documentaries after documentaries, I don't understand the appeal to it. Well, I, like, mean, I have zero interest. I just felt like like diving into it because it was only an hour long. So I figured, nah, you know, on. I got I got two more hours to devote to it. I'll, I'll watch the other two. I got nothing. Yeah. Green Bay is going to pr- pressure the crap out of Garoppolo up the middle. Larry of Lovetron. So they're going to go uh, Mike Zimmer on him. Yeah. Gonna do a little double A gap blitz. Yeah. Text board. You sound like a Nick Cannon fan. Didn't Who? we already destroy Nick Cannon on the show? Are they thought, talking to you or me? I don't know. He's, he, he says you. So who the hell could oh. it be? <laughs> but didn't we? I, I thought we already brought up Nick Cannon and ripped the, the crap out of him. Yeah, uh, a month yeah, ago, yeah, right? I lose track. Pay attention, idiot! If you're gonna text the show, come oh, on, geez. stay ahead to this. Here we stuff. go. People, you know. All right. You joined the show one day, you think you dipped your foot in the pool. What's going on in the sports bash today? Same old? What do we got? He's got six, six three seconds. Deaths? No, he's the time. Oh, we got to go. We're out. The Maze and Aton Show, a Jacob Media Sports presentation.